All right. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I figured that that would be like the best way to go through it, and yeah. um, just take it from there. Yeah. Uh, so, intro. What would you think? Wrestling. We don't even have a name. We don't even have a name, but you know what? Though we could always figure that out later. It's just a matter of just two people just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, and uh, things like that. I well, feel one like... thing I didn't mm-hmm. mention earlier. Yes. Um, I kind of want to just to be. I don't know. We and I talk a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. I want to keep the shit talking to a minimum. Like I don't yes. want to talk too much shit about wrestlers. In, in in general, we're gonna talk shit about Punk because he just talked shit about everybody. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I think that's fair. No, I, I agree, and I, I do think that a lot of our talks uh, should be a minimum of because obviously not everyone's gonna understand our jokes, not everyone's gonna understand uh, certain things yeah. or aspects of our brains. But I do feel that like we can have more of a mature level of trying yeah. to do this, of like what everyone can kind of understand. And I just you know I want to respect the fact that like. Some of these guys suck. They really do. <laughs> and uh, mainly, the, mainly the one that mainly the one that we're about to talk about. I feel but, like, but you know, aside from him, but like you know, like the people who do suck, like they're still working hard. Yeah, they're yeah, still yeah. doing a job. They're still, you know, I mean, if if WWE called me tomorrow, as much as shit as we talk about them, and as much shit as people would talk about me, and said, "Hey, do you want to wrestle?" And I can't wrestle, but I say yeah. no. I'm like, whoa, okay. What's the pay? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I, I, I'll learn I how to said, do. Uh, I'll learn how to take a bump. <laughs> yeah, you know? and people would talk I, I, shit I, about I, me, but I'd still be doing a job. I, I think that, like, I mean, we have a lot of different views of like who's good and who's not, just for our own preferences. But I feel like yeah. there's a difference between that of opinions and just of what's right and what's yeah. uh, wrong for the business. Yeah. I do feel like regardless of whatever we talk about, we, we kind of want uh, what's better for the business and yeah. is it really worth it? Right. And I think that's that's why we kind of like decided to, to start off with this guy, Punk, just because uh, he seems to be in the headlines every single time I look at my news. He is I, always in the headlines. I haven't listened to more podcasts, YouTube videos, this week about this subject than any other week in wrestling since I've been watching and following these things for the past, I don't know, six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, what's funny is that um, people who don't even watch wrestling has come to me and saying, Hey, what's going on with AEW? Right. Not a good, which is not a good look. And, that, and that's, I'm like, for those who don't even watch wrestling to sit there and come to me and saying, Hey, your company that you love so much is looking like a joke is kind of makes me feel like is CM Punk really worth the headache? Like, is it really worth the headache? Because I mean, he, you discussed before that, that his viewership was only like 50 to 90 K. Now, is that really worth it? And, you know, one of the arguments I've seen some people make is if you look at like the quarter hour, um, <clears throat> ratings. Punk gets high ratings during his quarter hour or whatever the specific period of time is that he's on. 
But I mean, you could always say that you were able to say that about Cody, and you could say that about Darby. Yeah. Too. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I I don't sit. I'm not gonna say I go through every quarter hour of the past two years to see where Punk compares to Darby or Cody or whoever else or what it was like before. Fact of the matter is, um, I do think he helps the ratings. But they were hitting a million before he was there. Um, they might have hit it more frequently when he was there, but there were plenty of times when he was there and they were getting bad ratings still. And having one quarter of an hour here or there spike is really how much does that improve the overall not not, not improve the products. We're talking about ratings, right? We're talking about like yeah, what, yeah. what the networks want. But like how much does that affect the networks? So the networks are looking at like, okay, you got this one guy who comes on and gets, you know. 1.2 million rating for for 15 minutes and the rest of the show goes back to 900,000 is that worth the 15 minutes they're not I don't know how much the network's going to care about that right yeah 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 if that's the yeah. case and I'm just making up numbers but uh, also like with his how he's always in the news like, can you hear me well too because I'm mm-hmm. also not using my uh, earbuds I'm just using yeah. my iPod. Okay. Uh, if, uh, if if the ratings is a uh, what they're aiming for and it's really not that much do you think that these networks would really care though because he's doing a lot of bad publicity and i understand this bad press is like still press but is it, is it worth it for them because they look like a complete joke with the, the fight that they had they look like a complete joke like it looks like it's falling apart and and, and i know some people are saying that it's a work and i i just want to know what the hell is the game then what is the game if this is a work it just still looks bad Especially when WWE is on a momentum with, with Triple H, it's it sounds like um, why like why like what would be the ultimate gain if this wasn't work? Which which makes me feel but like that's not. I don't. I can't imagine them having the trios belt and then all this other stuff, and then all of a sudden they have to leave and drop it for a work. I, I don't think that it is work. But I don't they- either. And some people. One thing I heard about like whether or not it's a work was that <clears throat> because I don't think Tony Khan would do this right i think he's i don't think so. he's very uncomfortable yeah and i think he knows he's very concerned about what the networks think and I, I agree with you i don't think it was a good look for the networks whether or not i agree with you know whether or not pleasing the networks is good for the product but um uh the one theory was that punk sort of went into business for himself as the saying goes um and that he was working the um, press, but he didn't clear it with Tony Khan. It didn't feel like that, whether it no. was or not. I don't think, I think for the purposes, of, we could talk about that for a whole other hour, but like, I think we need to treat it as if it's a, I think the consensus is it's not a work. It's not a work. And I think that's how we have to treat it. it this rumor is that saying that Khan knew too, that he was going to say something, which uh, I don't think so. Because I just think that he would know that this would end up being bad if, it, yeah. if he knew exactly what he was going to say. I agree. Because uh, he just, he, he at the scrum, he just went there and just totally started attacking. Yeah. And what you said with the, um, if this was a work or, or if they knew uh, he, he went to business for himself. What really irritated me too is that he got mad with Paige going to business for him in that promo. Then what he did around is he did he went to business for himself with everyone. Like it wasn't just him; he just went with everyone. And you're like, okay, so now, even if it's true, let's say whatever Punk said was true. That, that hold on before you get into that. If we're if we're talking about like what going in, uh, 
that his this whole thing is a reaction what initially to hangman's promo i i would suggest anybody who is taking cm punk's side based on the fact that he's reacting to hangman going into business for himself go back and watch that hangman promo there's nothing in it that made it clear that he was talking about Colt Cabana or any specific thing. Yeah. Taking yeah, yeah. sides with anybody backstage. It's no different than the promo Eddie did on him. And Eddie didn't get any flack for it. And I forget who else. There was one other person that had the same promo. There's three people who all said the same thing in their promos against Punk. Basically, like, you're bad for backstage morale. But Hangman's the one who got shit for it. Probably because he's closer to Cocabana and the whole Dark Order thing at the time. I don't know, but like, well, that that not, that's what that, I would say about the Hangman thing. If you're defending it because of Hangman, point. watch Hangman's promo. Um, since you said that, it seems like every company has said the same thing about his punk about Punk and him on his backstage presence. Every single company that he's been in has all these multiple people that constantly said uh, the same things that everyone is saying. So, which makes me think, like, well, if everyone's saying it about the same person, some truth has to be in it. You know, some truth has to be considered yeah. that if they're all saying the same. But I, I just thought that, like, if, if you're, if even if, like, my point before is even if it's true, and let's say the Omegas and, and, and Bucks was all like the way he said. Uh, what I don't understand, though, about that is even if it was true, the way he came across it, you should have known that that was bad for what the business looks like. So even even if everything he had some truth in it, he just made the whole, instead of going behind the stage and saying, "Hey, let's fix this," he he totally did it a whole like he just went and attacked everyone, yeah. and it just made the company look like crap. So if, even if it's true or not, or what he said, I just don't understand what the gain is from there's this. No, there's really there's no gain. Well, I mean, I guess maybe the gain is everybody's talking about it. Um, it is, but. That's not that doesn't last. There, there's no gain that was intentional. I think there's some gain from this, in as much as, uh, you know, AEW has felt kind of like it's been on a downward trend for the past, I don't know, maybe six months, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that this whole incident, the, 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 uh, the scrum followed by the the brawl kind of made them hit rock bottom. And I feel like have had to like reevaluate and recalibrate and they might um, benefit from that in the long run. I mean, we saw Moxie's incredible promo on Wednesday, universally praised. Um, I'm sure that's, Jim Cornette had something. Bad yeah. And, about that, it, and that's, but, and that's gotta be another podcast or, or segment just because of how good Moxley is, but it, but yeah, go ahead. Any benefit I think is from like just having to sort of, you know, uh, reevaluate. You're forced into a situation now. I think somebody like Tony Khan, who wants to tread very lightly and be very diplomatic, is now pushed to the point of like, okay, now you have to do something. There's no more tiptoeing around problems. It's time to deal with it. And I think that's what happened Wednesday. And I think that's why Wednesday's show was so highly praised, um, partially because. It felt like, okay, maybe things aren't falling apart. It seems like they have their shit together. But also, like, maybe they're realizing the value of some of the people um, like Moxley that obviously they value Moxley. He was he was the interim champ. He's been champ before. But really 
putting the company on his back, you know, like they did Wednesday. <clears throat> Maybe that was the best thing. He was, you know, he's somebody who's, I don't know, I feel it's just like a lot more mature and a lot less divisive. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, I, that was another thing I was thinking of before is that when Punk came in, the whole atmosphere seemed like it changed. The whole atmosphere seemed like it changed in AEW where like you could tell when he was injured the first time and he was out that people were actually seemed like they were enjoying themselves. They had more airtime. They enjoyed themselves. It feel like the it just felt like a different atmosphere. And you could tell that yeah. on Wednesday too. When Wednesday, when when they said, "Okay, we have to step it up because now is our time to shine." Because hey, this guy's out that they because he pushed. He got he was on every show. There was sometimes he was on two or three segments. Yeah. It, it killed airtime for a lot of people. It killed airtime, you know. So people were probably there's in the backstage. It's like okay, here's this guy who is causing a ruckus. He's not well liked for a lot of people. I'm not saying he doesn't have any friends, but I'm saying he's not he's not well liked with a lot of people because of the way he comes across. And now he's killing all this airtime for only fifty to ninety thousand views. Like you think that with his attitude, and this is why I keep on going back to views. If it's about viewership and money, you would think that with his attitude of how he thinks that he runs this company, he would be a lot more than the viewership than the, than it is now. It, yeah. it should be a lot more. This time, like you said, there's times when he wasn't there that the that the viewership was over a million, and now you know and stuff like that. So it, it just seems that with his attitude and how he's taking away airtime and all this stuff, you gotta come with more. And I just yeah, it just seems it just seems like the atmosphere is so much better without him, so much better without him. And this and, is the second time he got hurt. Yeah, in a short period of time. And I'll say this in his defense, though, a lot of your points, um, him taking up a lot of airtime. Like, I think a lot of that has to go on Tony. You can't blame Punk for coming in and going on air when he's asked to. He's doing his job. Tony yeah, put no, him I on every damn night. Like, I think, you know, a lot of it was strategic to try to, like, get rainy, get ratings. They put him on early. Either they gave him a promo. You know, a lot of times um, the first thing you heard was Cult of Personality. Uh, before Excalibur said anything, before anybody said anything, before there was any any other events happening, the first thing you heard, Dynamite starts, psh, da -na 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 -na. and I think that was to try like get people uh, to stay on the channel. Um, I, uh, I, I guess writing his theme. I, I'm not saying I agree with it or don't agree with it. Mm. I'm saying it's not his fault. He's told to go on. First, do two segments a night sometimes, um, and he did it. So that part's not his fault. And I also think uh, to another to address another one of your points, um, I thought he was great in the beginning. And I mean, the first night he came out, there's almost nobody who I know or who I follow um, on, like you know, with the the critics and everything. Um, who didn't think that that first appearance was not amazing. I was over the moon and almost everybody who was a wrestling fan was over the moon. And for the first few months he came out, he put everybody over, he had great matches his promos were great. His, he, he had a likability. He just seemed so happy to be back in wrestling in an environment where he didn't feel put upon by like the evil overlord of Vince McMahon. Now, what changed, I think, was partially 
um, the longer he was there, the more he realized there are limitations and you kind of have to, you know, follow certain limitations and you can't always be the best guy. And there's going to be some people who are not happy with you. And there's always going to be people who don't get along backstage and you don't have to have everybody like you. Um, and the fact is Cole Cabana was there before you were there and he had a lot of friends mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. and it's gotta be weird and awkward for people. And for you to just act so cavalier, about like F you, if you took Cole Cabana's side, come on, man. Like he had friends there. They weren't going to start taking your side just because you showed up and got a good rating. Uh, people are human beings with friendships and relationships and, and, and ideas and opinions and you can't just have them all change because you showed up. The other thing is Tony Khan, I think treating him like the golden child for months, mm. I think yep. spoiled him. He, he, he was a fanboy at first. He wasn't a business person. He just was a fanboy saying, Hey, look yeah. what I got. And I was able to get him. Dude, go back. Look at the media scrum. This most recent one where he looks like a deer in headlights. Tony Khan. Oh, he looks scared. Looks like scared. A, terrified. And look at the media scrums from the previous pay-per-views. He looks like a fanboy. He's like glowing. He's just so happy yeah, yep, to be sitting yep. next to CM Punk. Yep. And I brought him in here, and he's just so proud to be a part of this new chapter in the mm. CM Punk story. Um, and I think that was a problem. And he's sitting there bigging CM Punk up every chance he gets. Every critic, every, every uh, press question that had a degree of criticism he would jump to his defense this guy makes us more money than everybody and punk is just sitting there hearing it and just like tony Khan just sitting there with the air pump just inflating his ego yeah, every yeah, time yeah. and the another thing is sorry now i'm just like no that's the momentum the media scrum itself like i don't think people think about the importance of who gets invited to the media scrum and who doesn't mm -hmm. like yep, yep. it was a big thing when like, for example, Jade was invited and Thunder Rosa wasn't Thunder Rosa's the champ. Jade is a mid card champ. Mm -hmm. Why is she invited to the media scrum? Yep. Yep. And Thunder Rosa is not. Now that might have something to do with the networks wanting Jade to get a push. I don't know the whole story, mm -hmm. um, but it definitely looked weird. Right. And Punk being on sure. that media scrum after every pay-per-view when half the other people are not invited, half, 90%. Yeah. Who's yeah, invited, who's invited every time? Almost nobody. Punk is. Yep. 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 Even if he didn't wrestle. This is what I did. Like, even like uh, he was on, even when he didn't wrestle on like Friday night or uh, Wednesday night, he would just show up just to say the same old story just to get his yeah. name. And I get it. You're trying to do ratings. But with that scrum, he it, it what like to your point, uh Khan was really did look nervous. He only started smiling. If you haven't noticed, he only started smiling and felt comfortable when Keith Lee and Swerve came on because he realized that whole cluster crap just left. Because he knew everything that every and Punk just kept on going on and on. It wasn't even just like getting his point across. He went on and on and on. Oh, and then yeah. after a while, yeah. you're like, and and Khan, there was one point Khan just kept on like sipping his drink and he took like 20 sips. Like run away because he was just like he was so nervous he didn't know what to do so he just, he just kept on sipping and like yeah I'm like okay you could tell that he was like, nervous as hell but he couldn't stop him 
I just think because he was so great that he has him there. And like the fact that Punk, one of the things that he Punk said in that scrum that really, really like I thought I took a notice was is that he said, I'm trying to run a business. He legit thinks it's his business. He legit thinks they all. So when he say that, you're like, don't tell me then on another promo that you did on, on uh, like Friday, Friday or Wednesday saying, oh, all these guys and this and that, blah, blah, blah. You're saying all this spiel on TV. But then when you're at the scrum, you're like, I'm trying to run a business. That doesn't sound like someone who's trying to go for all the people. It sounds like someone who's egotistical saying that everyone's watching because I'm here. It wasn't the case. You didn't get that oh. many viewerships to because you're here. So, yeah. you know, uh, and that, the company that, was there before you, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think I feel like uh, Cody realized how things were going down because this was I think the reason why I blew up in the face is not that punk. I'm not saying punk is the reason for everything in the background. I'm not saying that. But he escalated so much because we heard multiple things happening behind the scenes that was yeah. edging up to this. And then he was just a ticking time bomb that's saying, you know what, I'm going to go full sail and and just blow this place to the ground because it really did feel after that scrum and then the fight, every single news, every every article you read, you're like, it looks like a complete joke. And so it has to yeah. not be at work because he said, why would there's no gain for that? And it just right. really looked like Khan was like, he is not, he's try, like you said, he's trying to be everyone's friend. He's trying not to run a business. And you're like, you need help. Uh, you need to have some kind of control. And I don't think Punk is going to be a person to get control. So is it really worth it? Like, is it like he's this is the second time he's hurt? Another thing, another point too is he's hurt for eight to twelve months. Now he's suspended, took his belt away. He would have gotten that anyway, taking his belt away if he was hurt for eight to twelve months. Yeah. So what's the point? What's the point of the suspension? Does he is does he, suspension start? Is he suspended? They, they say he was suspended, or they can't do anything about it because of legal actions because he's hurt. So you can't fire him. You can't. I don't think you can suspend him because he got yeah. hurt on the job. So that you know, so therefore, um, so what does that mean though? He was going to be out and strip the title anyway for eight to twelve months. So does it really matter? Does it like does any of this matter? Because by eight or twelve months, people are going to forget all of this, and what he's just going to come out and then all of a sudden act like nothing ever happened, right? You know, how are the people who's been busting their butts for months after months after months, and then all of a sudden like okay, like Mox comes in from vacation, he gets a call two days before he was supposed to go on vacation saying, hey, you have to be on the air. He yeah. saves them again. And I guarantee you, he's just going to sit there and, and lose to like, you know, lose to MGF probably. But 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 um, that's besides the point. But um, these are the people that are saving your company. Punk didn't save his company. Uh, you have people like Mox and Jericho and, and Brian, who's behind the scenes, helping out people and trying to actually yeah. get people over. Trying, I don't see that with Punk. I haven't seen him get anyone over, really. Well, I, I know you Early on, I think he did. I that, that's who, who what he he didn't lose a rap he didn't lose a battle he didn't lose a fight so who is he uh, the only no. one he lost to was Mox when he got when he got the story that one time yeah. did he lose to MJF no I think he lost to MJF I think it was like a weird he, he lost he did not I don't think I don't I honestly don't it could have been maybe like uh someone um it was interference but he did not lose yeah, he did not lose, lose a battle no. so so I'm not on this like I don't. And like I said, I know you said like he's putting people over and he cares, but I don't see that. I see that someone who's egotistic saying that this is all about me. And by him saying, I'm trying to run a company, that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. That he's just like, okay, this is my company. Uh, Tony Khan's my little puppet. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and yeah. Tony Khan's going to let me do whatever I say. So let me just say F Cornette, uh, not Cornette, but uh, F uh, Cabana, F Omega, F the Bucks. 
And, and then if you notice with the scum, he just kept on going on. Even before he left, he was eating donuts. And he goes, all right, see you later. And then all of a sudden he went back on and said, F a couple more people. And you're like, really? Did you have to? Like, did you have to sit there? And like, I mean, you know. The, the whole content of that interview, whatever you want to call it, I mean, basically it was just him ranting the entire time. It didn't matter what anybody asked. Either he was leading them to like, who I forget who it was. He basically led the guy to like mention Colcabana so then he could go off about Colcabana. Somebody would ask a question about something else and then he would just go right back into it. And I don't think he said the Bucks and Omega, but he said the EVPs. It was ours, yes. Yeah. We know who he was talking about. Um, but he, I mean, he, he said uh, Paige's name right out of the back, too. Yeah, Paige and, so, and, so, and so, it's like, so he called out four people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it, uh, so pretty much in the end game of our rent, because we've been talking about this a lot uh, since it happened, is yeah. do you even think it's worth it? Do you think it's worth it for him to actually be there and not get fired? No. I don't think it is. And I think a lot of it is like this can, this, 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 there's so many, because there's so many factors in every single, like, Every any little thing we want to talk about with AEW or any sort of wrestling story, there's a, there's a, there's a million factors. Um, but I think uh, a, I think he lost a lot of credibility. Whether it's fair or not, you can take his side on this. The fact remains, the critics are out there. You know, some of the some of the um, podcasts I listen to. They talk about how CM Punk was like the greatest thing ever when he came back. They were so enamored of him. They the same thing I was saying. How great that that uh, that debut was, and the first few months, and his matches, his promos, and then it just they saw him just kind of turn into a, a divisive figure, whether it's his fault or not. Um, and then at that media scrum, a lot of people lost respect for him. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. one of the problems also for him is that, like, whatever people were uh, speculating on, he kind of validated them. We yes. didn't know. Yes, is, is CM Punk causing some backstage yep. Yep, issues? Yep. And then he comes out and whines yep. and bitches about yep. all of his yep, yep, yep. colleagues. Like, uh, I, I mean, like, he was just uncontrollable uh i don't think anybody saw that as a mature or endearing uh way of acting um and another thing is sorry this could be a lot of tangents because again i said that to me there's like a, a ton of factors we talked about this and not everybody's in agreement with us it wasn't a great pay-per-view it wasn't no right? no no it wasn't so it wasn't. You've already got tensions are high. I think people yep. came yep. out of that show five hours with the pre-show between you and me. I mean, we agreed there were like two great matches, which still had kind of eh endings yep. and one undisputably great match, which was Eddie and Ishii. Mm -hmm. And that was, and that was a pre-show. Yep. And two guys who were barely involved in anything. <laughs> They're not getting invited to the media scrum. Um and my two of my favorite guys, two, you know, one of your favorite yeah. guys, Andy Kingston. Um, but like, you know, I think Punk kind of was like, 
like I said, like Tony Khan is just bigging him up every week. And then he comes to Chicago and they're like, yeah, this is cool. Like he got a yeah. good reaction, but he didn't get that reaction. He, no, it wasn't wanted. actually what that, I don't think it's what they want at all. No. Um, my, my, you know, when I said that and thinking, like, is he worth, now, you know, I was never really a huge fan of him anyway. Yeah. I, yes, I thought it was cool that he came back. I'm like, all right, let's see where it goes. I was one, I'm like, all right, let's see where it goes. It's, it's kind of interesting that it took seven or eight years to get back. Yeah. But after the first month, I was like, I'm, I'm already over it because yeah. I saw his tactics of how he talked. Because you could just tell that he's not really probably the nicest guy anyway. Right. And I'm all about like really, you know, like nice people and like in general. And he just didn't seem that way. He didn't seem like he, it was for anyone else but himself. I don't think he came back to the love of the business, even though he tries to say it. I do feel like he almost tried to be almost like a martyr to say that he was, but that he's causing all this behind the scenes crap. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really bullshit of him to do the scrum like the way he did and totally hijacked MGF's return, totally overshadowed MGF. So with yeah. a crappy pay-per-view already with two matches that were good that we thought that the endings were crap and even the audience thought was crap, at least you had MGF come at the end that everyone had a big pop, but then you just totally killed everything. You totally killed everything. And then I don't, I'm not, I don't really watch WWE anymore, but at the same time, they had a pay-per-view or two pay-per-views that weekend. Uh, AEW had a pay-per-view. And regardless of the whole battling of everyone, I, I'm not with that, the whole battling each other. But you had three pay-per-view events. So now all you did, though, was take away all the wrestling for your own selfish yeah. needs for yeah. one interview to make everything look like crap. Everyone, that's all they did was talk about it. How it was. They didn't talk about WWE. They didn't talk about MGF coming back. They didn't talk about no. regardless of the pay-per-view was bad. You just went to business for yourself. You look like shit. You made the business look like crap. And no, I don't. I actually don't think it's worth it. Hmm? Got ten minutes left. Yeah, we're totally, <laughs> but that—that's just my. That was my final thing. Is that because I don't want to go on the whole forty? But uh, that was my final view. I, I don't think that he's worth it at all. Well, uh, you had said something. Um, I already lost it. Oh, about how he overshadowed everything. Um, I part of me feels like he knew he was doing that. I'm sure, um, absolutely. And the way he goes about these things are is kind of like it's like control freak behavior, right? It's a, a narcissist. Yes, he's you want to talk about a... right? You want to talk about Hangman going into going into business for himself? He did it. In the context of the show, in the context of the script yep. and the and the format of the show, you're in front of him in the ring. He's in front of you. Mm -hmm. You could, mm -hmm. you have a chance. You have a microphone too. Um, what Punk did the first time when he knew Hangman couldn't come out, when he went into business against Hangman and that promo in the ring, when he knew there's nothing Hangman could do, that's some control freak shit. Right? Yeah, it like, is. Is that a narcissist? It's, it's, it's controlled. The same thing with that media scrum. You know, and, and that, he's going to hijack the whole weekend to get. And that's that's across. that's what I don't like. I, I I'm really huge into like he just looks like a narcissist control freak, and yeah. so that, no matter what what's real, what's not, it's still not going to be good for business. It's still another, won't be good. For business. Another thing you said that I want to uh, mention is you had talked about like nice guys. There's going to be a lot of people who say like 
Well, wrestling's not about nice guys, blah, blah, blah. All elite wrestling gets called all friends wrestling in a derogatory way. Sorry, man. Like, the all elite wrestling vibe kind of is that. It's the nice guy vibe. That's how it started out. You had mm -hmm. Randy Rhodes plugging how everybody's going to get equal time. You had Cody talking about how people are going to be treated right. There, mm -hmm. was a, there was a vibe that like, oh, this is what happens when decent people do a wrestling show instead of Vince McMahon and all the cutthroat big corporation business tactics. That's what these fans want, right? Mm -hmm. And as much as you want to talk about well, they're not getting any mainstream views. They're still at the same rating as they were three years ago. Yeah, maybe they are. But you know what? They're not getting those mainstream ratings, and they can't afford to lose the other ratings. Yep. That's, yeah, that's their hardcore people. If yep. they start losing them, where are they going to go? And, and for, uh, for Punk to constantly talk about this man and how that company works, he sure has a lot of same traits as with this man. So that, that's it, it, it's just kind of telling. It's not like I said, narcissist people are just narcissist people, and and uh, but yeah, that's like again, that's my final thought. I I I, I just wanted to have this because I I myself never really liked punk, and I know that, but I tried to go with an open eyes. But the more yeah. things unfolded, I felt like everything I thought about it just came to fruition and came true. Yeah, why I don't like punk? <laughs> you and know, so I gotta tell you, like we talk about this stuff every week, yeah. <laughs> more than every week. Yeah, every um, day. And I was always coming to the defensive punk for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as it got closer and closer to this blow up from last weekend, um, I started to see more and more what you were saying and understand more and more what you're talking about. We had the same thing with Cody Rhodes. You were not a fan of Cody Rhodes. I was, I was always defending Cody Rhodes. Yeah, totally. 100%. Chip away, chip away. Something stupid would happen. He did that stupid rah rah USA promo. That was really awkward and weird, and I was like, eh, you know, but he's still Cody Rhodes. And then by the time he left, I was like, yeah, maybe he was just a WWE guy, yep, guys, yep, yep. you know. But yeah, so uh, I miss him now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh absolutely, because he probably did so much in the backstage. But I think yeah, so. and I, I feel I feel like um, I know we brought up Mox a lot, and I feel like that should be the next topic that we talk about is how well Mox did and why he deserves. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I feel there's like another topic. Like, I, I think, and this is like part of the so many parts, like the importance of Mox and other backstage people. I mean, people talked a lot about Jericho and Brian being very important yep. Yep. Uh, backstage during this. Um, the idea of like, what what's important is, is like getting a few thousand more people ratings important. And how do you get those ratings? Just sticking a star in there or like maybe giving people more matches? Like, yes, when, when you, you know, when you see something like the pop the acclaimed got at all out, like if you gave that to people every week, if somebody happened to just be flipping the channels and see that, they might come back. They're going to come back for that, I think, more likely than they're going to come back for just seeing CM Punk doing a match that's like, yeah, sound wrestling match, but the average viewer, it's not going to mean a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, and like the whole all friends wrestling thing, like how important is that? Um, what's what's the balance between like keeping the hardcore fans who want to see the all friends wrestling type thing and and trying to gain ratings in order to keep your show on TV to make the the uh, the networks happy, um, and then also 
Another thing that's important here that we didn't go into specifically is like the idea of CM Punk pushing people down the card. How much did the fans want to see those originals every week? Yep. Want to see yep. people get more of a push who were day one people who were people who were loyal. Like they were these people who turned on uh, the, the, the very first day turned on TNT. I think it was at the time. It wasn't TBS yet. The, the first day they had a dynamite who, who were watching pay-per-views before they even had TV, who were there for all in. Like they want to see those people that they have been loyal to this entire time for three years. But what happens? They barely get yep. any TV time. So what's the importance of that or like pushing people that are better known that come over? Yeah, so, yeah I, I feel like, like, I feel like there's a lot of topics. I feel like there's a lot of topics we can talk. And like I said, uh, we'll, we'll end it now just so we're not talking to our faces blue because we could probably talk about punk for hours. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, the one last thing I want to say is that it is hard to concentrate with Randy Orton right in the background on that magnet. <laughs> That's insane. Oof. Who uh, bought me that magnet? <laughs> yes. So, all right. So, um, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, we pretty much it. said most of our points. And yeah. uh, I will say until the next time, we, uh, well, I don't know. I don't even know how to end this. We, we're just starting something new. It doesn't uh, have to be an end. Here's an important thing. We don't have to have the answers. We only have to bring up the questions. Right? Exactly. We, right. we don't, we don't, we don't know it all. One of my favorite, um, podcast is a podcast called radio lab has been around for a long time and my favorite thing about radio lab is they don't purport to have the answers but they give you the questions and sometimes that's intriguing enough and yep. we're not going to be arrogant enough to always say we have the answers we will sometimes yes but <laughs> we're new yorkers <laughs> but it doesn't mean time. doesn't mean we doesn't mean we're, we're gonna die on that hill yes so until next time when we talk to the next topic uh i guess we'll see you next time see ya bye-bye